Do you believe it's possible to communicate with the other side of life? Have you ever had a spiritual experience that you couldn't explain, but it changed your perception of reality forever? Are you the kind of person who has asked questions but failed to get the answers from mainstream religions and philosophies? If you are, you're not alone. And in this podcast, we will endeavor to answer some of those questions from a very misunderstood and overlooked source. This is the journey into spiritualism. Blessings one and all, and welcome to Journey into Spiritualism. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and today on the show, I'd like to answer a couple of questions that I've been getting repeatedly since starting this show, especially since last week when I released the show entitled How to Deal with the Chaos and Upheaval of This World. And I really found it important to do this show today, answering these questions, because when you get into spiritualism and spiritism, it's just not a religion or a set of doctrines or a philosophy. It, it's a way of life. You know, you start to raise your consciousness and look at everything that's happening around you from a different and even higher perspective. And it, it begins to shape or reshape your life in very surprising ways. And it really does start to touch on every aspect of our life here on earth because we're we're so ingrained in this world on what we should think, how we should act, how we should judge, how we should believe certain things. Society and religion and our peers, everyone has an opinion that they try to corral us into. And we take a lot of these things on, many times not even knowing or paying attention to how it might go against what we really feel as a human being and as a spiritual being. How many times have we all had that experience where we see everyone acting a certain way or believing a certain thing. And we say, gee, I don't know about that. That doesn't feel right within myself. But yet we go along with it anyway because we don't want to go against the grain. We don't want to go against the crowd. We don't want to be criticized or outcast. Well, spiritualism really puts you in touch with your own soul your relationship with God, with the angels, with spirit. And all that other stuff really starts to fade into the background because you realize that you're not here to please everyone else or to run with the crowd or to be popular. You're here to learn certain lessons. You're here to purify your soul, to gain more wisdom, walk in more love, more compassion, more light. And these are the things that matter the most. And of course, any way that you can help your fellow man do this in their lives, you know, that's what being there for one another is all about. Getting other people to wake up from this dream that is this world and its ways and its beliefs and its cultures and the importance that we all put uh, you know, on certain things that really aren't so important at all. Because when it comes to that one vital question, will it really matter when you stand before God? You know, a lot of that really starts to fall away and you say, no, these really are like toys. You know, we're all like children and we're playing with these toys. But now it's time to outgrow the toys and stop running 
with the pack and playing in the sandbox just because everybody else is still doing it. And maybe we can help others to stop playing in that sandbox as well. So when I talk about certain things here on the show, uh, some people don't really know what to do with this. It's like they get a little confused or uh, maybe it's kind of alien to them because they're, they're so used to not thinking outside the box. They're so used to not running with the pack that it almost uh, short circuits the mind. And, and, you know, that's, that's normal. That's what happens when we live life in a certain way. And then we tune into something and we hear something that uh, maybe everybody else said, oh, that's a bunch of nonsense or, oh, that's evil or, no, we should act this way and not that way or we should support this and not this. And then we hear ideas that come out of something like spiritualism or spiritism or even metaphysics. And, you know, we, we, we just can't grasp it. it. It confuses us. We don't, we know that there's something that's right about what we're hearing, but we don't quite know how to implement those things um, and, and start washing away the old life. And sometimes we don't want to wash away the old life. We want to hold on to our old prejudices and our old uh, political views and all these uh, crazy menageries that we tend to get caught up in in this world. So I want to do this show today and probably, you know, more shows like it in the future where we just cover some basics. How does spiritualism, how does this particular outlook and way of living life affect certain areas of our life? Is, is there an, over, uh, an overarching rule that we need to follow when it comes to uh, certain uh, things that we might uh, face in this world or in life? And the answer to that is, well, yes and no. I mean, spiritualism and spiritism is not, neither of those are a religion that tells you, here's a set of doctrines and this is what you have to believe. No, they have certain principles that are laid out that say, you know, like the golden rule. But your spiritual quest, your growth is up to the individual. This is your individual journey, and no one can take that for you. No one can tell you how to take it. But there are certain checks and balances that, uh, you know, are common sense when it comes to living life in the natural world. And one of those checks and balances, one of the big questions uh, that I got after putting out the show last week, how to deal with the chaos and upheaval in this current world. A lot of people emailed, a lot of people commented and, and asked me, well, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just let evil happen? Are we just the passerby, so to speak? Uh, we let people do what they're going to do and we don't interfere. We just let everything play out to its natural end. Are we not supposed to stand up for ourselves or what we feel is right? And the answer to that question is, I mean, absolutely. Spiritualism is a philosophy or a spiritual path that, of course, teaches nonviolence. You know, we're not to be confrontational. We're not to be uh, mean toward others. We're not to be violent or oppressive or try to uh, oppress other people with our thoughts, our will, what you know, our ideas, how we think things should be done. Spiritualism is about living life in peace and in harmony with one another, with nature and the laws of God. But we're not supposed to lay down and just become 
you know, the welcome mat for evil or oppression. You know, if there are people that are looking to do us harm, if there is a government system that is looking to instill uh, tyranny, you know, any of these things that take peace away from the natural way of living or other people or other beings or hurt others. Naturally, yes, you have to stand up and, uh, you know, oppose that or thwart that. Now, in spiritualism, naturally, if at all possible, you would try a peaceful approach first. You would try to point the offender in a better direction. You might protest or make your voice known. You know, of course you would say, hey, this isn't right. This isn't what we want. This is not we stand what well, this is not what we stand for. This is not what our country stands for, or whatever the case may be. You know, of course you would pray. You would petition God. You would, you know, send positive energy and loving thoughts and all of those spiritual things that people do when they're trying to help a difficult situation. But if those things fail and the oppressor just laughs it off and says, hey, I don't care what you think. I don't care what your God thinks. I don't care what your idea of God is. This is what we want. This is our agenda. This is what we're going to do. And they're looking to hurt and oppress you or others. Then naturally, you have to take a stand. You're not to let evil just overrun the day where it costs people their lives, destroys a way of life, and just ushers in chaos and oppression. So naturally, we take a stand against those things. And, you know, that is uh, something that carries over into our personal life as well, whether it's a family member, a friend, a co-worker, someone in our everyday life that's looking to harm us in some way. We might try to sit down with that person and just have a logical conversation, you know, because this person is acting out of ego. And ego is like a spoiled child. It just wants its way. It wants to do what it wants, when it wants, and it wants to do it now. You know, I don't care. I want uh, ice cream for dinner and peanut butter and jelly for dessert. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to hold my breath. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. I'm going to beat up my little brother or my little sister. That's what the ego is like. So it runs amok. And we, we, we try to ha have to try to understand that where we sit down with the person, you know, if we can and say, hey, look. You know, we're very logical, we're very uh, mature about this. And sometimes that approach absolutely works. Something we say, especially if we're guided by God, if we're guided by Spirit, to say certain things to this person, it will touch a nerve. And they will actually see our point and cease and desist. But of course, many other times... Uh, they will not because the ego doesn't want to listen. It just wants to be right in what it's doing and nothing else matters. Even if you talk to this person about afterlife and what comes next and, you know, this might seem like the right thing for you to do now and even if you succeed, yeah, that's great for your ego, but what happens when you leave this world? That might not be so pleasant or so fun. But the ego gets so big, ah, I don't believe in that, I don't care about that, you know. And we have to, you know, realize what these people are thinking, how they're thinking, what's driving them, and uh, and try to put them on a better path. That's our responsibility as spiritual beings, as mature people, as children of the divine, to try to help and guide others the best we can. But again, many times they, they will not listen. And then you might have to take other actions. And then, of course, there are times when someone is bent on destruction or oppression or tyranny, and they're just charging at you, and there's no time to talk.
there's literally no time to sit down and say, hey, let's talk this out. Hey, let's really think about what you're trying to do here or what, or protest or there's no time for any of that. Uh, the person and those who support them are just charging upon us in all-out battle, then naturally, uh, you know, if we don't have the time to take more diplomatic uh, steps, then we have to uh, defend ourselves, defend our families, our lives, our rights, our liberty. You know, um, you know. At, at that point, you you have no choice, but you just can't lay down and say, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to let these people." Uh, you know, destroy me, take my life, take my family's life, my neighbors, you know, ru ruin the way of life in the community or the country or, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, you have to, at that point, defend yourself because you they left you no other choice. They're not there to talk. They're not there to negotiate. They're just there to attack whatever the attack might be, whether it's verbal, whether it's physical, you know, whatever it might be. And you have to do what's necessary to preserve your life and, you know, hopefully um, thwart the onslaught of wrong or darkness that is coming. So I hope, I hope that helps. Uh, a lot of people had asked that question, what are we supposed to do? Of course, you have a right to defend yourself. Uh, God, the angels, uh all the good spirits in the heavenly realms, uh, nobody's going to look down on you or judge you and say, ah, you know, you failed, you did wrong, you did bad, you know, th that you shouldn't have done that. Of course, they're not going to do that. When darkness is trying to spread across the land and we've done everything we can do to try to stop that darkness or change the minds of those who are looking to spread that darkness, and they still proceed in coming in like a flood, then naturally we have the right to defend ourselves, our neighbors, our way of life, and, you know, uh, our culture, our liberty, what, whatever it might be. So don't ever think that, that you have to be so passive that you're just overrun by evil, because that's not what God wants us to do. But if at all possible, you know, taking up arms or fighting should be a last resort. It should never be the go-to thing uh, that we come up with first solution out of the box. That should be a last resort or if we have no other choice because there's no time. You know, there's no time to negotiate or talk or try to change the mind of the person or persons who want to perpetuate the evil. You just have to, it's fight or flight at that point. So I hope that answers the question for uh, the many of you who asked um, after that particular podcast. Now, the second thing uh, that I want to answer here in my former show, I used to talk a lot about the conspiracy theories, and I debunked a lot of them, because there are a lot of things in the conspiracy community that uh, really spiral out of control. But where there was truth to them, I would talk about those things, and of course people like to hear about the conspiracies and or what they call the shadow government and the deep state and all of that sort of thing. And this really, I suppose, is a question that a lot of older listeners to my show, people that have followed me since the beginning, listening to my podcasts and my YouTube channel, uh, are, have been asking, well, what about the conspiracies what about the deep state what about the things you used to talk about don't you care about that anymore uh don't you believe in that anymore uh don't you want to talk about truth anymore and so there's a lot of people asking what i think about 
these conspiracy theories and everything that's going on. And if you're a new listener to this show, Journey into Spiritualism, I'm sure you know that there are a lot of conspiracies out there right now about everything. And some of them you may believe yourself, and others you may not. And other times uh, I find that a lot of people are confused because they don't know what to believe. Everything seems to be a conspiracy. There's shadow government and uh, fake news behind everything. So what exactly do we believe? Is, is there truth to any of this? Are we living in the Truman Show where everything is a fake reality? Well, to answer this question and or give my perspective on this, for those who might be newcomers to the show, this is something that I began to read about and come across back in the early 90s. And it was through my study of biblical prophecy that I came across this notion, this idea that there were certain people out there in the United States government and governments across the world who want this one world government. And they want to control all of the resources. They want to control the population. They want to cut the population down because they feel it's more sustainable and more controllable. And all of these things that I'm sure we've all heard of, and there is truth to that. You know, there are people who have this agenda, and, you know, their, their moral compass is really off. Even though some of these people who many call the elites or the ultra-rich, these people have their own religious philosophy and outlook on life. And it's, it's kind of an amalgamation of Christianity and old Babylonian religions. And, you know, it, it's kind of a hodgepodge of uh, various religions and uh philosophies and rituals and it can be pretty dark and and these people do look at themselves because many of them many of them even our politicians here in the United States have a bloodline that goes way back to some of the royals in England you know kings and queens and you know some of the uh, rulers of old that were that were tyrants and these people have a lot of money. They kind of been born with, uh, as they used to say, the silver spoon. And they look at themselves as being, uh, literally, that's where we get the, the name for them. They look at themselves as being elitists. That they're kind of the lords of the earth, masters of the universe. And it is their divine right to and responsibility, divine right and responsibility to drive the destiny of the earth and shape it the way they think it should be shaped. And in and, and other words, it's kind of building their personal utopia in New Eden upon the earth. And then, of course, as technology and they grow spiritually and evolve, you know, they'll head out to the stars and become the masters of the universe and, you know, kind of live the divine destiny that they were always meant to live. So, you know, this is where a lot of their ideas come from, and there is truth to these things. These people uh, definitely have their fingers in a lot of pies in the world, and they they do try to dictate, uh, you know, economies and certain circumstances and how controllable the people are. You know, right here in the United States, I mean, across the world, 
You can look at the governments and see where they've experimented with mind control and psychic spies, remote viewing, uh, controlling people through hypnosis or waking hypnosis. And this is where you see uh, a lot of things in advertising. So there's always this, um, this agenda, this idea for herd control. Because if we, they, you know, their idea is, well, if we can control them, we can tell them what to do. We can get them on our side. We can turn them against one another. Uh, you know, if there's no unity, the people don't stand together. They're easy, more easy to conquer. They're more easy to weed out who's for us and against us. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there that really borders more on science fiction than, uh, than reality. But, but it's there nonetheless. But we have to understand uh, one major thing. As I said in the podcast, how to deal with the chaos and upheaval in this uh, world that we live in. We're all, all souls on a journey. We're all here to live, cert, you know, learn certain lessons purify our souls. We've all been given uh, a certain position, a certain station in life, because that's part of our lesson. As I said in that particular show, the test is, what will we do with what we've been given? Whether it is a lot or whether it is a little. And we can see in that the, the parable of the talents that Jesus talked about, the one servant who was given many talents, you know, the coins, talents were, uh, you know, coins or uh, money back in the time of, of Christ. So one was given 10 coins, one was given five, one was given one. What will you do with what I, what I gave you? And some people will use and abuse what they've been given. So these are obviously people who, as spiritualism teaches, you know, that there is reincarnation, that they probably lived many lives before where uh, perhaps they were tyrants, perhaps they were dictators, perhaps they were, you know, rulers who had these agendas many times over. And they just want to keep repeating and repeating. Their soul is just so obsessed with this idea of, ruling the world, that they just keep repeating the same process over and over and over. You know, whether we believe in a reincarnation or whether we don't, and I myself as a spiritualist, I've always been on the fence on it. I, I, we're with it. I, I couldn't tell you, uh, you know, uh, do we come back? Uh, do we live once and then continue our journey in the spirit realm? You know, whatever that may entail. You know, I don't know because I've never been to the other side. So, you know, we take it for what it's worth, but we have to look at those souls and realize there's something in them that they just want to control it all. They, they, they want to be God. They want all the resources. They want to be the richest of the rich. They want to literally own the earth and everything in it. So there's kind of a God complex there. And when you look at these people who say they're lords of the earth and masters of the universe, there definitely is. But still, they're souls that are here to learn a certain lesson. And they're not learning them very well. And I would kind of hate to think what awaits them when they leave this world. Uh, you know, <laughs> Will they come back here? Will they go to a lower spiritual realm and, and, until they learn the lessons they should have learned and, and gotten over all this nonsense? But it's not going to be pleasant. You know, spiritualism doesn't believe people roast in a burning hell forever and ever and ever. But it still can be very unpleasant when you go to a lower spiritual realm when you just allow your soul to deteriorate and just let the darkness grow like a cancer within yourself. 
So in a way, the, these people are to be pitied because they think that all of their money and all of their political stature gains them some kind of special favor in the eyes of the divine. And you and I both know that that doesn't matter at all. So they're only fooling themselves. And really it comes down with these people. Do we try to reason with them in some way? Do we try to protest? Do we try to let our intentions be known that, hey, your agenda, this is not what we want and this is not what's going to happen? Will they listen? Probably not. But then only God knows the answer to that. Will we end up having to defend ourselves against what some of these people want to bring upon the earth? That is a possibility. That is one of the interpretations of uh, the book of Revelation and Antichrist or Antichrist system that will come upon the earth and try to control everyone. You can't buy, you can't sell, you can't exist in the society without the mark of the beast. So, uh, you know, something like this is likely uh, to happen at one point before the earth goes through its final uh, transition and transformation. But also one of the main things here is, is that we can't sit around and just wring our hands and worry about these things. You know, when you're in tune with spirit, when you're in tune with God, you know when it's time. You know when it's time to hide in your bunker. You know when it's time to not get involved. You know when it's time to speak. And you know when it's time to step out and defend the right. You know when it's time to say yes. You know when it's time to say no. You know when something is relatively passive in the world or you know when it is uh, perhaps having an evil agenda attached to it. You just know. You're not left abandoned to just sort it out. But see, this, this is where a lot of confusion comes in because we have so many of these conspiracy theorists where everything is a conspiracy. If there's a, you know, God forbid, there's a shooting in a school, well, they're all actors. When George Floyd, you know, was, was killed, uh, you know, on the streets of, uh, uh, I believe it was Minneapolis, Minnesota, well, they were all actors. George Floyd didn't really die. You know, every, everything is smoke and mirrors. And this confuses people. And, you know, I really believe, you know, listening to a lot of the conspiracy folks that, you know... Uh, Unfortunately, I think a lot of these people get into uh, a sort of mania where that fire catches hold of them. Somebody tells them everything is an illusion and everything is a lie. And then they really start going, you know, off the deep end with it. You know, they abandon their own reason and good sense. And even if you speak reason and good sense to them, they'll just tell you that you're asleep. You know, and this is sad because what is this doing to their soul's journey? You know, they're not even they're not even in touch with human reason and logic and intelligence at that point. So what what does that say about being in touch with the truth of God, the truth of spirit, being guided by spirit? Because now they're being driven by their egos, their fears, their own mania, even sadly, and I hate to use this word, delusions. So, you know, they feel that um, what they're grasping onto is truth, even if it's full of errors and it's not provable um, and everything else is a lie, even if that truth is coming from, say, the teachings of Christ or the Bible or God himself. And we have to be very careful with these people because there's a lot of um a lot of religious conspiracy groups who uh 
are getting involved with militias and who are stockpiling weapons. And these people are getting ready to go to physical war at the drop of a dime. You know, I know of one particular group that they believe when the coronavirus vaccine comes out, it's going to have all kind of nanobots and trackers and, you know, all kind of stuff that they're going to, you know, pump into people and that they're going to make this vaccine mandatory. And when it goes mandatory, this is their cue to go to war. Now, we have to ask the question, what if they're wrong? What if there are no nanobots and trackers and things that are going to change your DNA in the coronavirus vaccine? What if that's just a mania that they're buying into? And these people, and there's a lot of them, end up going to war against the government, against the medical community. Very dangerous stuff, brothers and sisters, and we we have to use common sense. You know, I understand the suspicion that some people have about modern medicine. I go to the doctor when I have to, but for the most part, I try to treat myself at home. I use metaphysical means, over-the-counter medications if I need it, old-time remedies that were taught to me by my grandparents who were uh, basically mountain people and, and doctored themselves for most of their lives. And if those things don't work, and, and many times they do, most of the time they do, if those things don't work, then I will go to the doctor unless it's, you know, an emergency where, you know, I need, uh, you know, outside intervention ASAP or I'm going to die. Now, I've never had something like that knock on wood in my life so far, but if I did, I would certainly uh, seek medical attention, uh, you know, as quickly as possible. But I get it. I, I I get that there's a level of suspicion and, you know, even since I was a kid, you know, I've, saw, I've seen the bedside manner and the way pe- in which people practice medicine uh, really kind of take a, a little bit of a nosedive. Uh, you, the pharmaceutical companies, they don't test the drugs, the things they put out there. Yes, you have to be very watchful. You have to be very watchful what they're putting out and telling us to put in our bodies. But we'll know. You know, if someone is out there and they, they're thinking of taking the coronavirus, I would say, you know, don't take it right away. Wait and see. Let a few months go by. See what happens to the people that do take it. Do your research and not reading all the conspiracy sites telling you that there's nanobots in it when there aren't. If there's something like that in a vaccine, believe me, we will know. We will absolutely know. And I personally know uh, enough people who work in medicine where if there was something like that, they would tell me, hey, I didn't take it. You don't take it either. You know what's in this thing. And if I'm ever told that, I'd be on this show saying, hey, everybody, I just want to give you a heads up about whatever it is. But nonetheless, we we can't get carried away in the mania. And there's a lot of mania when it comes to um, the conspiracy theories. And it really is just dissolving the barriers of good reason, good sense, and logic. And we see. We just have to take a look at the world around us right now, uh, particularly here in the United States, but it's across the world. I have, uh, you know, I know people in in the UK uh, where, you know, all of these conspiracies are very prevalent as well. And it's it's a free-for-all. And it seems like these people who say they want to try to prevent some kind of civil war are actually going to start one based on something that probably doesn't even exist. But you can't tell them that it doesn't exist. 
And that's very concerning. But again, we have to step back. We have to be mature individuals and mature spiritual beings and look at these folks. Look at these folks as souls on a journey. You know, and obviously a lot of the people that are into these uh, pseudo-religious political conspiracy theory groups, there are mostly a lot of people that have been greatly misled or very injured and hurt by organized religion. And this is the next thing that they've uh, grappled onto. And then there's also people that, you know, have just felt marginalized in life, in their country, in society. And they hear these things and they grasp onto it because it gives them a purpose and a meaning. Oh, this is why my life has been so hard. This is why I've been marginalized. And then there are the people that are just over-exuberant about politics. And they put all their faith in politics and politicians. And they get into the conspiracies. Oh, yeah, the conspiracies are out there, and they're trying to destroy my party. So I'm I'm going to get on the bandwagon. So these are all souls that have been hurt and injured and misled or feel marginalized or even putting their faith in just worldly things like money and politics and politicians and sports figures or whatever it might be. So we have to have a level of compassion. We can't look at these people and judge and hate and, oh, look how stupid they are. What a bunch of idiots. You know, again, they're people we try, we, we have to try to help and pray for. And if you're one of these people that are eyeball deep into the conspiracies and you don't want to listen to anybody else, at least ask yourself that very important question. Will this matter when you stand before God? Will this matter in the end? And ask yourself, is this promoting peace and love and compassion and kindness and equality? Or is it promoting fear and violence and suspicion and darkness and division? It's it's a very easy test to give anything that we encounter in our lives, whether it be conspiracy or otherwise, asking ourselves, is this promoting peace, love, compassion, all of those things? If it's not, or it's saying it's promoting those things, but through fear or oppression or violence or getting ready to launch some kind of civil war with a bunch of militias based on an idea that may not even be true, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves, and if the answer is no, or even if we're not quite sure, that's a sign to maybe back up, because maybe we're getting involved in something that isn't true, isn't right, and isn't necessarily uh, even from divine source. And we also have to remember that anybody can stand up there, whether it's preacher, pastor, politician, person, anybody can stand up there at the head of any movement and say the words God, Jesus, Bible, heaven, you know, I believe, I'm a believer, I'm a person of faith. But check out what they're really saying. Check out their actions. Check out what they really believe. And again, ask yourself those questions. Is it promoting peace, love, compassion, equality? Or does it seem to just be invested in the interests of that certain group and everybody else is kind of looked at as an outsider or stupid if they're not part of the group or agree with its ideas and agendas? Those are very big red flags to say, maybe it's time to back up and reconsider this. Because the only way we're really going to change this world is through peace and through love. There's nothing else. We're not going to do it through guns or politics or 
one group ruling over another because we're right and they're wrong. These things are never going to work. And when we find ourselves being parts of these kinds of groups and saying, oh, you know, we're from God and we're, uh, you know, uh, like some of these Christian groups into their dominion theology, you know. And this is something I want to talk about in a future podcast. This this is very... Um, to me, this is mixing religion with the desire of man to rule and oppress. And we have to be very, very careful... Because a lot of people put these religious notions behind their very man-made um, agendas. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves going over the falls in a barrel with these people and realizing we've been deceived once again. And you don't want to do that. So always remember, we're all souls on a journey. We're all here to learn. We're all here to help one another. If something isn't a peace and love and kindness and compassion, equality and decency and peace among all, then this is not from God because ultimately this is what God wants. God is not interested in what political party you belong to, what race you are, all of this kind of thing that people are uh, choosing sides in in the world right now. And uh, a lot of these conspiracies are really helping to fuel that fire. You know, if they're not a Christian, they're no good. If they're not white, they're no good. If they're not black, they're no good. If they're not Republican, they're no good. If they don't support this particular president, well, they're no good. They're the enemy. They're all drawing these lines, us against them. And when anybody creates this us-against-them atmosphere, we know right away this is something we definitely need to bow out of or we need to try to change by saying, hey, you know what, guys and gals, look what we're saying. And we're supposed to be believers in the higher creator and powers of the universe. Maybe we need to check the teachings of Christ one more time and see if what we're saying and doing measures up to what he said and what he taught. So, folks, I wanted to uh, address these two topics today because uh, they're questions that I get uh, a lot of emails and comments about. Uh, particularly, I've been getting a lot since starting this show about the conspiracy theories since I used to talk about those things, and even though I debunked a lot of them, and, uh, you know, I wanted to cover it in this show from the spiritualist perspective. And to realize there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, as a Christian spiritualist, yes, I believe in the book of Revelation. There's going to come a time when certain events are going to happen that bring us up to the end of the age before uh, the earth and the, the entire universe goes through its final transformation. And there's really nothing that you or I can do to stop those events because they're preordained. And we have to realize when it is time to fight against oppression and take a stand. And we have to realize when it's time to implement what the book of Revelation shows us in being witnesses for the light in a time of great darkness. When it's a time to put the guns down and become envoys of peace, ambassadors of Christ, ambassadors of the light. And we don't do that with the sword or the gun or with hatred in our hearts. And see, that comes with being in tune with spirit, in tune with God. You know when it's time to say when. But if your thoughts are all tied up and confused in these conspiracy theories and politics and all these crazy things that we put importance on in this world that aren't going to matter a hill of beans in the end, then it becomes very hard and very difficult to know 
what God is saying, what spirit is saying. And so what do we do when we're confused and we can't hear because we have so much noise going on in our own minds? Then we start looking to other people. What do you think we should do? And if that other person is wrong, then it becomes the blind leading the blind, as Jesus said, and they both fall into a ditch. So you don't want to put yourself in that position. Be clear, be open, be loving, be kind. You know, clear away all of that debris so you can hear from God, so you can hear from Spirit, so you'll know what direction, you'll know in your heart what is the right thing to do with these particular sets of circumstances that you're now faced with. That's very important. And we don't want to look to other people to lead us in times of crisis because we can't hear what the Spirit is saying. And then we have someone who has their own religious agenda or their own political agenda, and they say, well, here's what we need to do. We need to pick up our guns, we need to pick up our weapons, and we need to go to war with and kill and oppress everybody who doesn't agree with us. Well, now you see where that kind of thing can lead. It can lead in the absolute wrong direction. And people are, you know, sadly, in those times, may be out there killing in the name of God when they should be out there being ambassadors of the light. And I hope you see what I'm saying here and understand where I'm coming from with all this from the spiritualist perspective. And so, as always, I hope you got something out of this today. I hope I've adequately answered uh, these questions for those who have been wanting to know. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay safe out there, everybody. Stay well. Love one another. Be open to the light and the love and the voice of God in your life. And live in peace. And I'll see you next time here on the journey.